from the city market, it is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. and a crash cart will be right back. Oh Lord, that man just sawed a puppy in half. Hey there, don't worry, I have a clown nose. Oh no, that drunk guy just hit my child. It is okay, I have a clown nose. Just put one on and you can do anything. Want to run for office? Murder people in public? Just grab a clown nose and bam, everyone laughs. Clown noses are sold at gag stores online and pedophile conventions. Grab one today and make magic happen. Hello everybody, two douchebags and a microphone. I am Mark. And I'm Rob Rad. Rob Rad is uh, guest starring again because Topher once again has been kidnapped by the evildoers. The Kale people have kidnapped him, and I think we even had we had some footage sent to us, didn't we? Um, I have people on site that have him in sight. They're watching and getting ready to kidnap him anytime. Oh God, getting we need him back. They have been they have been showing him, forcing him to watch Kale videos. I, I put my fellow Ozarkians in the workforce bag. Oh, that's what we need. Uh, we need back. those hillbillies to go fucking get him. <laughs> Whatever yeah. it takes. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you ain't stopping a hillbilly. You ain't stopping a pissed off hillbilly, are you? Oh, hell no. Hell no. 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 I don't care how bad these kill people think they are. They ain't stopping those boys down there. <laughs> so, yeah, so we are going to get Topher back. He's been stolen by the... I, I think it was uh, the... The Greater New Contemporary Mid-America Kale Eaters and Producers of America and Surrounding Areas kidnapped him. And they're show and they're giving us little excerpts of him screaming because they're throwing kale at him and they're making him watch kale videos. He's being tortured, people. Yeah, He's being with tortured. That being a name, I from the reports I'm getting, there's only like six people there. That's it. Well, there's really not that many. Well, there is quite a few stupid people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's a lot of rubes out there that think this stuff is actually good. So, yeah, I've got like 40 hillbillies sitting out their door waiting. Oh, I can't wait for that. Oh, I can't wait for that. Oh, these kill people are going to be fucked when they get them. Yeah, they are. Yeah, right. Well, I got a neat little story. You know, uh, Kim Jong Un, right? That little fucking, that little yeah, fat, sawed-off yeah. piece of shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah. the Chinese, yeah. Uh, uh, he is uh, um, Korean, 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 yes, Korean, yeah. North Korean. Well, you know, he's a, he's a little sack of shit, right? And he's a mean little bastard. And uh, the South Koreans hate him because he keeps wanting to take them over and threatening them and all that. So uh, South Korea is taking a nice little jab at, uh, at its enemy's leader. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un had an appearance on May 16th when the South Korean... Uh, Parliamentary Intelligence Committee, Intelligence Committee. Every time I say intelligence, I fuck it up. So what does that mean? 
And anyhow, <laughs> Intelligence Committee uh, used AI to estimate his weight at 308 pounds. <laughs> are, are you talking about the United States Intelligence Committee? No, no, no. The uh, South Korean, their arch enemies. Okay. They, okay. Well, if you're if you're saying Americans, I can understand what you mean. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I no, no. See why you laugh? Yeah, it was the South Korean uh, Parliamentary okay. Intelligence Committee. They used AI to estimate his weight at 308 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> the North Korean fat ass leader appeared tired and had dark circles around his eyes. Obviously, his five foot four ass. Had a difficult time lugging around that large of a carcass. Look That's for uh, funny, Mark. oh yeah, look for thunder thighs to do something retaliatory because he's that kind of a little penis. So he might send his uh, bestest buddy Dennis Rodman over there as punishment. That no class loser would uh, make everybody vomit. Earlier today, while I was doing my homework for the show, uh-huh. about him sleeping all he has a sleep disorder. Sleeping all the time. Who uh, the uh, the North Kim Korean? Yeah, Kim Jong whatever. Ung or Ung yeah. or whatever. Yeah, really. Yeah, he's sleeping all. Yeah. We report Waldo saying that. Huh. Well, saying this. Funny. He, he has some sort of sleep disorder. Must be where something to that one. There must be something to that one. Well, that would explain the dark circles, probably. Overweight. Yeah. Yeah. All, all that. Time. Not getting any exercise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Okay, I can believe that. So, um, you know, we uh, have a, a segment on this show called Dear Douchebags, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we have people write us in with various issues, and we try to ruin their lives with bad advice. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we do. We always tell people... You know what? Don't take our advice. That's the worst thing you can do in the whole world. But we still dish it out. But yeah. this this is just a warning. We've been warning people forever. As a matter of fact, whatever advice we give, you should do the polar opposite. The exact yeah, opposite of what we should say. If you want to live a good life, stay away from our advice. But that's, here, why, that's why our lives are jacked up. Yes, yes. So proof in point, us. So, and you know, and then Topher, he's being kidnapped by the Kell people, so that tells you that right there. So, uh, anyhow, dear douchebags, my fiance's dad um, stays the night often. He is a delightful man, but one uh, major problem he leaves his dentures all over the kitchen counter. This shit is gross. We've asked him to nicely um, uh, not do it anymore, but he doesn't seem to get it. Thanks in advance, signed Dentures No More in Baltimore. Those names are great, aren't they? I tell you that our our douchebag fans come up with the neatest names. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And I can't believe it. He even thanked us in advance for horrible advice. You can't beat that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no problem, Dentures No More in Baltimore. (laughs) Dear B-More, this sucks bad, and I only have a few suggestions for the toothless one. One, insert a small piece of metal in the bottom of his dentures, get a strong magnet, and when he goes to grab his fakes, move them around and tell him it has denture worms from leaving them out. (laughs) He'll be like, oh shit, man. Me leaving them on the counter, they have denture worms. I can't even wear them now. 
So, I, you know, that's a great idea. And if that doesn't work, um, we even have a backup plan. Pop rocks. <laughs> Take pop rocks on the gum line of his teeth. The unpleasant oh, yeah. little surprise might make him reluctant to uh, place them there carelessly again. You can yeah, always say, yeah. you know what, the Pop Rocks must have been on the counter, and when you sat them down, they just stuck to them. We had nothing to do with it, Pops. You know, sorry, man, just uh, just bad timing, I guess. Or number three, take bitter aspirin and crush them up to powder. And then rub said dentures in powder and watch him pucker. Have you ever had a bitter aspirin that, like, it, like, broke apart in your mouth before you had a chance to drink it and how horrible it tastes and you can't get that bitterness out of your mouth for hours? No. Oh, I have. It sucks. Hey, it'd probably be like eating a raw consumer. Eh, probably. <laughs> Number <Yeah>. four, <laughs> bubble gum. Maybe great flavor all over the teeth. Purple teeth might cure this guy uh, from now on. Well, that's all I got. Good luck, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> So that's our suggestions, and that was dear douchebag. And like I, like we said, Robbie, should you ever take our advice? You're you're on your own. Yeah, if you take our advice, we're going to tell you right now. Don't come back to us. We told you it's the worst thing you can do in the whole world is take our advice. So, anyhow, um, hey, did you hear about Deion Sanders? Okay. You know, he had a couple of uh, toes amputated. No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and I like Dion. I'm not making fun of him. I just ran across his story. He's like, oh, shit. I, I really yeah, do I, like... I like him, too. Yeah, he's he seems to be a legitimately real good guy. And he's, a, he's obviously a really good coach. And I read this. I really felt bad for him, and it sucks. Dion Sanders had a foot surgery in September 2021 to repair a dislocated toe and an inflamed nerve. He later developed blood clots and and compartment syndrome in his left leg, which threatened his life and his limb. So that's serious shit. I mean, you know, it was threatening his life. Yeah, so his life and his limb was threatened. And uh, he underwent several operations, including a fasciectomy to relieve the pressure and swelling on his calf muscle. He lost 35 pounds on his big toe and second toe amputated. We wish him, you know, we wish him well. You know, we need more Dancing Duck and Goat commercials anyhow. Yeah. Yeah, seeing how my nickname is Duck. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Duck. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, So, no, we're not going to call him Robbie Duck. He's Robbie Rad. Yep, And remember, if you're a male and you're into sending body part pictures to anybody, they go to Rob Rad's inbox. Yeah, while we're on this, Mark. Yep. He he, he likes it. We've been a while talking about this now. Okay. I ain't got a single picture. (laughs) You you have 30 days from today. I'll have to take a picture of you. <laughs> I so will. I will. Laughing her ass off at you while you're having to do it. <laughs> well, here's here. Um, here's the deal. We yeah. um, whoever sends him pictures, 
Remember, he wants the face and the ass in the same picture. So ass up with your face turned around, smiling. He wants to see you. You're going to need Val to take the picture. (laughs) I'm sure there's somebody out there that will. If not, I'll I'll pay somebody to. I hope so. I'm getting a little lonely down here in Ozark. Come on, guys. Come on, break loose, <laughs> break loose a couple of asshole pictures and send them to Rob. What the hell? He won't tell anybody. He won't share it. <laughs> so, so, Rob, you're pretty stoked with some of the stuff you had. You got something you want to go into? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've been doing some a little research. Uh, you know, I'm may have heard about the Red Bull uh, lawsuit back in 2014. Um, I can't remember, so please refresh me. Oh, you don't? Okay. I, well, I may have. I don't I don't remember. Go ahead. 2014, Red Bull was fined $13 million for falsely advertising that their energy drinks would give customers wings. The lawsuit was filed by customers who claimed that they were misled by the company's marketing. Oh my God! And they the won. Settlement, the settlement required Rainbow to pay out the thirteen million to customers who purchased their energy drinks between two thousand two and two thousand fourteen. Rainbow also agreed to change their marketing. To make it clear that their products do not actually provide physical wins. That's fucking insane. How did they win that lawsuit? I don't know, but you know, that sounds to me like a big shakedown from lawyers. You know that the people that went out and bought like uh, a case of Red Bull may have got like three cents in the mail. The people who make money off all those class action shit are the lawyers. The people that are actually the victims don't hardly make anything. And that sounded to me like a big fucking lawyer shakedown to me. Human being, any kind of brain, how would you think drinking this drink would give you physical wins? Um, you know, I've got an answer to that, and here it is. Okay, uh, you go to Kansas City every now and then, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Like you look around, right? Okay, and you see people just standing there, looking off in a daze, not knowing where they're at, basically, drooling, pillheads, idiots, morons, what have you, drunks. Okay. Those are the people that might believe this. Miss Golfenstein. You know, so... People that received this money. Well, yeah, they probably got their three cents um, on a check in the mail, yes. But, yeah, those are the people that receive this money. Um, You know, if if someone sent me that lawsuit, I wouldn't do it out of principle, and here's why. Number one, you're not going to break the bank. No one's going to give you, like, even $10,000. They're not even going to give you $100. They're going to give you change at the best, maybe 40 cents, maybe two bucks. Okay, so let's say you get two bucks. I wouldn't do it because all that's doing is making some other asshole all the money, and you're just their schlep for doing it. Yeah. 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 I, I wouldn't do it. I'd be like, nah. And also, I want the price of Red Bull to stay down being a fan of it. I ain't doing this. 
you'll get all this money and then they'll raise the price because they had to fucking throw all this money towards this worthless shit. And then they got to change their whole ad campaigns over this. No way, I'm not doing it. If more right. people thought like that, we wouldn't have so much bullshit. All the litigation in America. Everything is litigation. I'm fucking tired of it. Yeah, you know, we're, we're talking about Motley Crue and the litigation. It, it's bullshit. You know, they all work together, all four of them, for all these years. Yeah. And you know what? They should have been able to um, just been like, uh, you know what, man? Uh, here, we think you deserve this. And thank you for being a valuable part. And without you, Motley Crue would have never happened. And we're sorry we got to go our own ways. But you know what? It shouldn't be like, all right, you're out of the band. Um, my lawyer will be sending you a message. It shouldn't yeah. be like that. It should never be like that. No, but the, no, no. Yeah, the problem is in America is we have too much pride and we have too many lawyers. And everybody's out to prove their point. Because like I was telling my friend Davey, it's not even money they were trying to do with this. It's just pride shit. It, you know, yeah. it's just like, oh, we're going to show Mick Mars. Yeah. So it, it's just it's it's ridiculous, and I can't stand the society like that. It's just like everybody tries to uh, get over on the other one. So uh, anyhow, yeah. no no long answer after all this is I did not know about that lawsuit. Huh. So yeah yeah. And it's fucking yeah, ridiculous. And the sad part is they lost it. Yeah, that is the sad part. Because people thought they actually grew it. Man, fuck. Yeah. I'm sitting here crunching on ice. I'm sorry. I know it's bad table manners. <laughs> All right, Rob. Uh, you got a uh, got else? Uh, you got something else you want to hit? Oh, uh, I got a fact for you. Okay. The Guinness Book of World Records holds the record for being the most stolen from the public libraries. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's a pretty cool fact. That is a fact. <laughs> I could see that, they, you know. When we were growing up, you know, everybody read them back. Oh, I was all kinds we of thrilled. what records we had to be, you know. Oh, yeah. We had nothing else to do. No, yeah. Yep. No internet. No smartphones. We go grab a book of world records and see how many hula hoops someone fucking uh, paraded around their midsection for three hours. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who jumped the first ramp, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wanted to know who held the, you know, if it wasn't Evil Knievel, who held the uh, bike jumping? I remember I used to look yeah, there all the time. Yeah. 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 I mean, that, that was the stuff I was into. Yeah, because Evil Knievel, um, he progressed on to, like, canyons and all that stuff. You know, he did Caesar's Palace. But then after that, he started using rocket bikes, not bikes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. started using rocket bikes. Now, now I'm not dogging it. It was still dangerous as hell. And it was still very talented to do it. It took a lot of balls and guts because he could have died <laughs> easily. Okay? But... I would say a lot of cocaine back in the day. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> So, yeah, so the thing is, is this right here, he kind of left the motorcycle jumping industry and went into something a little bit more modified and specified, chasing records and, and doing new unique things. I mean, he was so good at promotion for himself and the things that he did. So, um, 
you know, he kind of left the bike thing alone after that. And then other people are coming up and doing unique things on regular bikes. So I used to get the Guinness Book of World Records and hunt that up and check that out. And then I go like the world's largest domino chain or whatever, you know. Or like the largest zit ever recorded. Like it, was yeah. like it was like four foot long or some shit. I'm like, wow! And then they show a little picture of it. Fuck, look at that whitehead. So, um, anyhow, do you know uh, slap fighting is suddenly huge? Have you ever seen slap fighting? Yeah, yeah, it's catching on. Yeah, I'm starting to see it everywhere, so I started looking it up. And it is brutal. That slap fighting is fucking mean. They got people who do it down here. Oh, they do? Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of like MMA was, um, or probably yeah, still it's, is. It's, it's going to be like the next MMA, I do believe. Well, Dana or White... wrestling or whatever. Dana yeah. White from MMA is in, he's in on this. He's oh, really? firmly in it, yeah, so it's going to be a success. But, you know, uh, have you ever went to Whiskey Tango's out there in Oak Grove? Out on the very no. east side of Kansas City. Actually, it's outside of the city limits, and it's a country bar. And it's a huge country bar. I mean, it's it like it goes on forever. It's a huge no, country I've bar. Well, they have MMA fights there still, I believe. But uh, anyhow, I was there watching one, and I was so close, I was getting blood on me, so I had to move. And uh, yeah, they have cages right there, and I mean, you just see people just kick the shit out of each other, and what have you. So slap fighting is like now the new MMA. And I'm going to take and look on their website a little bit later and see if they're actually promoting any slap fighting because slap fighting is starting to take over in a lot of areas. And, uh, yeah, it is. And people like slap fighting because they say that it isn't as brutal as like boxing where you, they're claiming it doesn't fuck your head up like that, give you the CTE like a lot of boxers uh, have faced in their life. You know, and, and of course football players too. Okay, I could kind of see that a little bit. Yeah, you're still getting hit in the head, but you're getting hit in the face. Yeah. Not in the back of the head, not, you know. Yes, yeah. And they say, you know what, if you want to watch a fight, not only is this brutal, but it's uh, safer. Yeah. Yeah. You sound normal. Oh, okay, good. I was was hearing everything you were saying. I know you were, but it wasn't coming out through here. We had a little bit of technical right. difficulty there, so if you heard some clipping, we had to uh, start over for a second. So anyhow, uh, slap fighting is suddenly huge. Some slap fighting uh, beatdowns have um, have gone viral. Most famously, the, the uh, man's face swelling up on live video uh, to where he is unrecognizable. Have you seen that one? Yeah, I, there's a bunch of them. Oh, it, it's crazy. Yeah. UFC President Dana White is selling slap fighting as the next big thing. And I believe it. I mean, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it, I, you know, I mean, people might think. Especially, go especially ahead. if Dana White is back in it, it's going to be big. Yeah, yeah, that exactly. He's behind UFC and he has the cloud. He, he has yeah. the people. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be he, big. And more importantly, he's got the money. Yes, he does. The Nevada Athletic uh, uh, Commission has uh, sanctioned the league for uh, competitions in Las Vegas. So there you go. Vegas can have the competition, so that is it. It is off and running. Yep. It's a home run, said White, who's uh, 
who is among several UFC officials involved in the league. So there's other UFC officials involved in it, too. Yeah. Due to its brutal nature, slap fighting has been questioned on its safety, regardless regardless to say there are already organizations trying to stop the sport. But like we were talking about earlier, it's been argued that because you don't use any apparatus that and you just hit to the face, that there isn't yeah, any... Not, what well, now? I was just saying, you're not hitting the temple, you're not hitting the side of the head, yeah. you're just hitting the face. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too, is, is yeah. I don't know why they're freaking out, because I think this may be the safer alternative to anything else. I mean, like kickboxing, you routinely see people like, I don't know, snap their leg... Um, yeah. Just get or, beat so bad that you that you don't even know if they're going to get come out of it. Do what? Even just regular boxing. Oh, regular you boxing's worse. Yeah, the blows to the yeah. head is what fucks people up because I mean, if you don't believe me? Look at Muhammad Ali in the last twenty years of his life. Yeah, he yeah he couldn't even talk. Yeah, he got Parkinson's due to uh, yeah. head blows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, watch one fight between him and Frazier, and you can tell how come he had it. Jeez. Yeah. Those guys yeah. beat the hell out of each other. Oh, that was a battle. That was a battle, my Oh, friend. man. Old Jolton Joe Frazier and Muhammad Ali was some of the best boxing one could ever oh, witness. Oh, yes, it was. Yeah. One casualty or severe injury, and I'm certain the sport will encounter much opposition. Me, if you're dumb enough to uh, participate, you're dumb enough uh, for any possible outcome. And that goes for everything, you know. That goes for boxing or whatever. And, and, I, don't even, and, and I even say it wrong when I say dumb. I mean, I don't think it's dumb. I mean, because if that's your passion, go ahead and do it all you want. And there's a yeah. big market in it. People want to see it. So, yeah, I, you know the risks. And if that's what you want to do, then okay. I mean, don't come to me if you're like... Uh, Spitting spitting out Jello because you can't hardly eat, and you know that's on you. But um, I think that the person's right to do it, and a person's right to go watch it and and pay to watch it done is uh, perfectly fine. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. So, um, you know, um, I've been uh, I've been in a sheet metal number two part of the International Association for. A big portion of my life. I'm no longer in it because I've moved on to other types of work. Um, right. But um, I've been I've been a part of a union for many years. And I'm still going to get some pension from the union and everything. Well, I found this story that I found the other day pretty intriguing because people are personally getting sued that striked. Did you know that, Rob? Really? Really? Yes. Well. When I got to reading about it, maybe I don't have such a problem with it like I thought I did. Because there's such thing as human decency, no matter how mad you are at your counterpart or thinking how greedy they are or whatever. Just let, right. me, let me explain to you what happened and I'll get your take on it. Me, I, I see their point. I see the company's point and I do see why they sued. So, I see, and just so you know... I, my my dad was a union member, union steward for many uh-huh. years. So yeah. Oh, uh, what union? To, uh, electrical workers. He works for Kansas City Fire and Light. Okay, okay. Well, I support yeah. unions. This isn't anything about that. When I read I to you too. what happened, 
I, I'm a big union supporter. And if if companies weren't so damn greedy, they'd have no need for them. That last place that I worked at screwed, in my opinion, fucked me over as much as they could out of money, out of prevailing wages, and everything. Well, and, that being said, I also agree if the company is in the right, I agree with that. Me I too. agree in right on all the way, whatever's right. Me too. Exactly. So, and there is a middle ahead, ground too. Okay. The Supreme Court dealt a blow to striking workers on Thursday, ruling that companies can sue workers if they believe their activism leads to damages. So the activism part, I don't agree with because I, unless it means something that I that I uh, I don't think it is the context of this. But activism is like when you strongly feel about something and you bring awareness to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe that's the way they had to word it, maybe not, but I'll, I'll explain to you what I'm talking about right here. The case centered on a concrete company that had sued striking employees after the employees walked out and left concrete trucks running. Okay. Yeah, okay. so it ruined product. I see where you're going. Okay. The court ruled 8-1 to one in favor of Glacier Northwest against the Internal Brotherhood of Teamsters, Local 174. So you hear that word, Teamsters. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, look, you out there in podcast land, you can draw your own conclusions of Teamsters because they're not all bad, but there's some of them that take shit a little bit too far, in my opinion. So Once again, this, this show is only our opinion. Exactly. You take, it, you take it for what you want, my friend. It's all, yes, absolutely, Rob. Very well said. You I'll hate it? You on that, Wipe friend. your ass with your Bluetooth. You love it? Kiss your Bluetooth. We don't care. But this is our opinion, and this is how we feel about it, and that's the way it is. Neil Francisco, the attorney representing Glacier, told CBS News that the ruling... Uh, vindicates the long-standing principle that federal law does not shield labor unions from tort, tort liability when they intentionally destroy an employer's property. Our client is entitled to just uh, for just compensation for its property that the union intentionally destroyed. And this article, I could have went on with it, but let me just explain some things about yeah, it. Yeah, these articles do get long, I'm finding out. Okay. Well, Number one, the workers did not have to leave the trucks running. I know they were told no. to, but they did. There was thousands and thousands of pounds of concrete from what I read. If it's true, and I believe it is, it's from several news sources, um, that it, um, it destroyed thousands and thousands of dollars of their property. Okay? So... Okay. I, I'm with you. I'm yeah. With you. So you can strike... But on the way out, you don't tear out the wall sockets and and burn no. up equipment and smash cars on the way out or nothing like that. If you're striking, you're like, hey, we think you owe us more. You don't. We'll see you in court or whatever. You know, we'll see you no, in litigation. You, you don't clock in that day. You all meet on a sidewalk in front of the building that morning. I've been there you done that. You clock in and yes. start work and then leave things running. No. You don't do that. No. On this particular I, case, I'm with the company. I'm with you on that, my friend. Yeah. They, they should be liable. You have to be a that gentleman on the way out. There's a lot of money that diesel running in trucks, a lot of money. 
Yeah. And let me tell you another thing, too, being a victim of a strike. You go a little bit out of bounds with them, and it is not forgotten. No. They let you back no. in the doors because they have to by law. But they don't forget it, and first chance yeah. they get to, uh, quotations, air quotations, get you back, depend on it. That will happen. Yeah. So these people that did that, let's say they get back in the door, they get sued, everyone's like, okay, well, fuck, all right, whatever. So people were personally sued, and the union was sued both, okay? And then this company won, this Glacier... Uh, um, yeah. The, yeah, they won, so they won money from the people and the uh, union, from what I understand here. But also, let's say they get this figured out, and then these people go back to work, and they go, hey... Uh, um, yeah, come on in. You got your jobs back. But those people were back there just stewing, thinking, yeah, that Billy over there, he left the fucking truck running, and he ruined the brakes, and he did this and that. Yeah, we don't like him. Well, guess yeah. what? Guess who has upper hand? Your employer, not you. Yep. So they're not going to forget that. And you think the union's going to remember that? I'm sorry, but my experiences with it is no. The union's like, okay, thanks a lot, buddy. We'll see you later. Well, go yeah. back to your job, and then you're back at that job, and you're hung out to dry. You're fucked because your company yeah. now hates you, and you're estranged. You're like uh, you're like you just got a divorce, and you still got to hang around the house. You're pushing a broom. Yeah, yeah, you're pushing a broom, and your and your ex-wife isn't loving you anymore. Actually, your ex-wife yeah. is like despising you more the more you hang around, right? Well, this yeah. is a, this yeah. is the exact same thing almost. So, uh, yeah, these people that have to go back to work in that building are not going to have an easy time. I can tell you that right now. No. They, so, they might as well find a new job. Yeah, yep. Yeah, what they need to do is they need to get with that union and say, hey, here's the deal. You're the ones that told us it was all green and fucking and red rosy, so you go ahead and find us another job because this place, uh, it ain't going to work. So. Yep. Yeah. Anyhow, Rob, you got, a, you got anything you want to throw in there here? Oh, uh, did you been watching my Facebook? Um, I am on Facebook so little anymore. Okay, okay. No. Well, I posted one. I think it was yesterday. Okay. And it it was hilarious, Mark. I it it was one. It was a meme. Mm-hmm. And it said all these rappers out here dying of drug overdoses in their early twenties. Uh-huh. And it showed a picture of Ozzy at 71. <laughs> and he had that Ozzy smile. Oh, it was... Yeah, I just started rolling. I got a better example, Keith Richards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, we got all these rappers dying of overdoses. Look at these guys that lived through all of that. No, you know? I know. Yep. Well, I mean... <laughs> um, the rock community has sure had its share of overdoses too, but I also think that like um, rock music has been ODM for so long now, where rap is more of a uh, a newer right form of music. Right. That um, they're kind of going through their um, we're going to try to do everything and get away with it stage when like the rock community doesn't really do that anymore. Right. And, and right. the thing I'm trying to point out here is I hear what you're saying, but also think of this. Think of the 60s and 70s when all these bands were just getting big, and think of how many people didn't make it through it. No, that's true. 
Yeah, true. so I think it's it may look lopsided right now. And, and it was a funny meme, don't get me wrong, but I think this right here. I think that it's probably virtually the same, only we've already been through it, and we've already seen it, and they're going through it right now. And then, you know, maybe later on they're... Uh, They'll look at their predecessors and go, uh-uh, we ain't going out like that. You know what? I didn't think of it like that. I, I just read it, and I just started rolling. Well, let, let's be honest. You know. Whenever you hit fame like that, and everything you get, everything you want in life is easy, it's hard to control yourself. And there's no one there to tell you no, because all you have around you is yes men. Right. And it's like, hey, man. Should I snort this line and shoot this uh, and shoot this heroin and fucking drink um, uh, five bottles of gin? Oh hell yeah, you the man! They don't have people around him telling him, "Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea." Whoever. Yeah, they have yes yeah, men around him. They pay him to be yes man. You know, yeah, that's right, man. That's right. Yeah, you're the best. And then that's what happens. They don't have anyone like telling him, "No, you know what, dude." Here, I've been watching you, and you're really starting to fucking run off the rails. You need to right. you need to nip this thing, go to rehab, so uh, we can get another couple albums out of you. By you know, right, right. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't think of the serious side of that, Mark. I, I was looking at the funny. Well, no, no, it was funny. I'm just saying. I'm just explaining uh, a little bit more right. to it. It was funny, and all you're doing was meaning it as a joke, and it's perfectly fine as a joke. But what I'm saying is, is um, they're kind of going through their stage of, ah, hell yeah, we could do whatever we want. When rock music right. has been at it like 50 years, and they're kind of like, ah, I don't know, man. A lot of people ended up in the grave early. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. They yeah. Did. So. Kurt Cobain. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, well. I mean, uh, many, others. many others. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I, I guess you could uh, attribute Kurt Cobain to drug use. Jimmy I think Hendrix. no. Well, Jimi Hendrix was drug use. Yes, Janis Joplin yeah, was drug use. Um, there's a lot of alcohol. Yeah, uh, Jim Morrison was. Uh, a lot of alcoholism did it too. Bon Scott. Yeah. yeah. Death by uh, yeah. Death by Misadventure is what the uh, coroner called it, and basically he drank himself to death. He drank so much alcohol his body could not survive because he had too much alcohol in his system. He pickled himself. He pickled himself, yeah. And Bon Scott, they're get they just hit big with Highway to Hell album, and they had a new one that they're working on, which was called yeah. Back. It was going to be called Back in Black, and he wrote yeah. a lot. He helped co-write a lot of the songs on Back in Black, and that was one of the biggest selling albums ever. But Bon Scott never made it there because no, Bon Scott drank himself to death. So. And here's another thing, too. You know how many people out there don't know that uh, ACDC had two lead singers? Bon Scott and then Brian Johnson? Yeah, see, I've always known that. You no, know, me too. But we grew up but, in that. There's a lot of know, people honestly, think it's the same guy. Yeah. Honestly, they do sound a lot alike. They, they do, do. Uh, on purpose. The, the guy yeah. that the... I was reading an article the other day. The <laughs> guy that Angus and uh, Malcolm Young wanted, who yeah. were the leaders of ACDC, the brothers... Malcolm since yeah. passed away, but um, anyhow, they were talking to both of them, I believe. The guy they wanted was Mark Storacci from uh, um, from uh, Crocus. Really? Yes, and think about it. That guy sounded almost exactly like Bon Scott. He did. 
Yeah. Did, uh, yeah. Yeah, that guy, um, as a matter of fact, like one of Crocus's song, um, songs earlier in their career, Long Stick Goes Boom, I dare anyone to tell the difference between that and Bon Scott. I mean, they sound identical. And that's who they wanted to replace Bon Scott, but he said, no, nah, I'm going to stick with Crocus. What if he's kicking himself in the ass right now as we speak? Oh, I bet he is. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. I'll tell you what I liked is, is I saw um, Axl Rose perform with yeah. ACDC when uh, when Brian Johnson had his hearing problem. Right, right. Axl Rose does a really, really, really good Bon Scott. Does he really? Yes, he does. I, Look I him would up. not imagine that. Look him up on the internet. Look up when he filled in for ACDC. The, the one that reminds me a lot is he did a whole lot of Rosie so well. I was like, man, I was kind of hoping he'd go ahead and join ACDC. I, I went, went and seen him again. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So, uh, anyhow, you got anything you want to add to that? Oh, uh, some other stories, but there's been funny comments at the end of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. In Germany, there's a soccer stadium with a three-mile-long beer pipeline that supplies the beverage to visitors. So there's a pipeline <laughs> that supplies the beer to the stadium, okay? Uh-huh. And, and there was all kinds of different comments to this story. And one, one of them was, you know, sounds sanitary to me, you know. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, they've been around for a long time in old Germany. Well, this one comment caught my eye. It says, in Milwaukee, you can freaking see, and see is in all caps, the brewery for the brewers, in all caps, freaking stadium, no pipeline. And they ran out of beer in the sixth inning. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty clever. Yeah, I, I've been playing a few of them lately. Some of them are actually I'll get the more later. So, Robbie, I got. Yeah, I thought that'd be cool. Beer pipeline to stadium. That would oh, be. Oh, hell cool. yeah. Yeah, I'm in. I got yeah. a question for you. What, where do you exactly live? You live at Lake of those Arts, right? I live in the town of Camdenton. Camdenton, yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, Camdenton is right there at, uh, I forgot the arm of the Lake of the Ozarks. It's, over it's there. the, uh, it's the Niangla, it's where they all meet. This is the voice guy from your favorite podcast, Two Douchebags and a Microphone. People often ask us how they can find us when doing a remote broadcast. One, smell. Go to the city market and start sniffing. Our aroma has been described as a mixture of flea powder for goats, Tabasco sauce, and old sock with dark fuzzy urine. Two, look for the spot absent of patrons. Three, the most telling sign is a crowd of patrons vomiting uncontrollably. Four, just call us at 816-512-7717. The bull weevil clap. Read up on that sometime. The bull weevil clap, and this old guy that I knew that was uh, in uh, Vietnam, 
I probably should. Well, you know what? You can take this part out of here if, if you like it, and we can put it somewhere. But this old guy that I knew down the road from me, who was in Vietnam, he told me that uh, one day, you know, him and a couple of guys um, got a day off from the war. So they went into the nearest town to go look for some hookers, you know, they're like, you know, if we're going to die, we're going to get laid. So, okay, all right. So they go in there, and I guess the, the Viet Cong um, loaded, them full of, loaded the uh, prostitutes full of this stuff called the bowl weevil clap. Yeah. Oh, it is. So anyhow, he said, you know, they all went and, um, you know, uh, did what they needed to do. You know, they thought they were all going to die, so they went and they got laid. And the next day, when a guy comes in, he goes, oh, my God, he goes, I hurt so bad. I, you know, my fucking dick hurts like hell. My, my stomach hurts. I think I'm going to die. What'd they do with those damn hookers? So anyhow, it, and he started hurting really bad. He said it hurt so bad you could hardly breathe. You could feel it in your dick shaft. It mm. hurt so bad. So they all go in, and I guess it's like a horrible infection, and if you don't get it treated, it will kill you. Like, you know, go up your scrotum and into your testicles. And uh, anyhow, the only cure back then was is they had to take this uh, glass rod, shove it in the end of your penis, and mash it with a rubber mallet. And then you have to physically squeeze all the infection out of your penis. I've and, heard of this. Yes. And this took like four hours of mashing this uh, rod and then squeezing all the infection out. Because if they don't get all the infection out right then... It flares right back up. Yes. Seals your pee-pee shut. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was the old joke of, you know, oh, there's, you know if you catch VD, your dick's going to turn black and fall off. But there are actually... There, that STDs. was worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah, it actually will turn black and fall off because the tissue will die. Yeah, it's kind of um, like a grand, uh, a gangrene type of deal, you know, or something like mm -hmm. that. So anyhow, um, yeah, he said after that, he said, no, no, no more hookers. So. Hey, look, I think we found land. Oh my God, I think we're safe. Oh no. It's the island of horrible jokes. <laughs> Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. Hey, where'd everybody go? We're the douchebags. Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells.